We equip them with everything that they need as far as making good decisions in today's society, staying healthy, um, education, things like that. Our mission is to inspire all girls to be strong, smart, and bold. Today on Doing Good, the podcast, you go girls, the brave women of tomorrow who will lead the world in ways that we just can't imagine. But let's face it, it is not easy being a girl these days with millions of messages barraging them, bombarding them every moment, really. Reminders that they're supposed to be pretty, but tough, bold, but not too pushy, you know, strong, but feminine, not easy at all. Today, you'll learn about Girls, Inc., an amazing organization working to empower girls every day. And you'll hear from their leader, Nikki Hughes, who has a message for anyone who wants to support girls on the tough road as they grow in greatness. Good morning, everyone. Hi, it's Doc. me. It's Dr. Becky. I'm not supposed to introduce people anymore. It's me. It's me. It's Dr. B. <laughs> no, and you know, I, I think we had a couple of podcasts that uh, we sounded clear and I didn't sound like I was breathing like Darth Vader. And um, okay. now we're back in mass. You know, I love Darth Vader. Do you? And I love Susanna and Elijah. Hi, guys. Welcome back. The gang's hey. all here. Good morning. Yeah. So, so two pod, one pod, two podcasts without Susanna and Elijah Susanna, here. Susanna, last month when you were listening and your sister Millie was on the podcast for two mm-hmm. episodes. Wait, was it Millie? Uh-huh. It was Millie, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't you remember when you listened to it? Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was... <laughs> For a while, I thought it was Katie. No, no. Katie so was clearly at didn't listen camp. To it. Well, yeah. now I have to. Were you listening to mm-hmm. it, Susanna, going, oh, you just wait. Get out of my chair. Get, out. My Get off of my mic. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm. you didn't listen to it, did you? Uh, moving on. Moving on. It's <laughs> been a great <laughs> oh, yeah. summer. This is the August Doing Good Back to School Back Episodes to school. Part 1. Yeah. And Part 2 coming up very soon. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a great big month. Who's pumped about Back to School? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Yeah, well, um, I hope so. I'm, I'm moving to a new school this year. Yeah, it's, you're changing schools. Yeah, I decided I wanted something fresh. I you know, a fresh start. You excited? You're She's going to Hampton. You're going to be a college freshman. Mm-hmm. We're pumped. We just paid. We just paid her bill yesterday. Oh, great. Yeah. It's legit. It's legit. Which, okay. contrary to my mother's assumption, was uh, half the amount she thought. Well, yes. No, I was okay. thinking in terms of the year. Okay. So college is so, getting real. Because we get to do this again in December or January. Aren't you excited? So worth it. I'm fine with it, yeah. honey. We've been scrimping and saving money for a long time so <laughs> that you could have this opportunity to fly on your own. Tweet, tweet. You know, I was thinking of back to school this morning. Yeah? Um, did you remember back at... Now, this is the way it used to happen. At my house, back to school was you would go shopping at Hill's or Kmart, or your local department store mm-hmm. of fine quality and reputation. Sure. And you would get all sorts of really good clothes that you would put on layaway. Do you yes. know what this is? Layaway. layaway. No, these are younger people. You remember layaway, I right? I remember layaway. Layaway is still a thing, I think. Yeah, you, you know. can still layaway places. It's basically like torture. You go in, you actually pull what you want off the rack. Uh-huh. You love it. It's a pair of blue jeans. It's going to make you look incredible, right? <laughs> these jeans were made for me. 
Okay. And then you put them in a box, and they put it back in the warehouse in the store, and you pay on it a little bit as you go. A little bit every month. <laughs> and then when you pay off your layaway bill, then you get everything back. And that was usually like two days before school started. Right, right. Now, is that, that sounds like the most arcane way of shopping. The Look two, at them the both. They're both just like, like, they're both just like, yeah, I've, I've tuned this out yeah. because this sounds so terrible. What's the point of that? Well, it, it's your way of getting something if you can't afford it immediately. Paying well, rent it's, on your clothes. It's <laughs> delayed gratification, yeah. which is something that we're all very bad at in our culture. Right. So, Did you ever lay away when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. lay away was a mainstay yeah. at our house. So it's if you can't afford to buy it. Right time. away, I think that was it. And, and, and it was a day and age where it was you didn't just put it on a credit card right yeah, that's right. what i'm thinking no there we didn't was have no, credit at all we didn't yeah. have no visor at my house and there was no um and there was no interest on it either. no it was just, you just paid it that's it was cool. like christmas in august when you got your stuff yeah the problem is i was i was what i would call a, a big bone kid with a great personality sure and so i would get these pants that would be sufficient around the waist but they would be about a foot and a half too long because uh, they were made yeah. for a, a, a six foot four man <laughs> <laughs> and so then after, like right before school starts we're freaking out because i have way too much leg for my <laughs> for you know the material yeah so my my grandmother's cutting them off and i remember one year she cut them off and they were just slightly below the pocket <laughs> Oh, no. You know where the pocket hangs down, and you're like, okay, so You had Daisy Dukes? I, no, they were pants. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, just had very short legs. And, and long pockets. Well, and a very long <laughs> So, okay. anyway, the leg did work. Anyway, uh, so that's back to school. Who, do you have, like, a memory of a back to school thing that you love to buy? Uh, uh, pencils, you know. Pencils. I've always just loved pencils and yeah. sharpened pencils. Fresh. Yeah. And did you ever get those pencils that your name was stamped on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember feeling like that was the most, uh, that was the Special order. Yeah. Special order. Monogrammed pencils. pencils. Yeah, (laughs) with your name stamped on it. She's like in the fourth grade and it says Dr. Becky on it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did not know that I wanted to be a doctor in the fourth grade. I could absolutely see you having monogrammed pencils. Oh, yeah. Probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's great. Uh, do you remember any uh, Susanna and Elijah back to school stuff that like the shopping like f- was it the Trapper Keeper? Did you ever have Trapper Keepers? I don't know what that is. Oh, good grief! It's an organizing notebook yeah, that like, you had pockets and yeah. stuff like oh, that. Oh, and yeah, it was an eighties. The thing. Trapper Keeper was an eighties icon. It man, sounds classrooms 80s. in the elementary school in the nineteen eighties. Here was the sound. But you know what I always wanted in grade school and didn't? Yeah, because that Velcro flap. Out yeah. <laughs> and never got was the sixty-four pack of Crayola crayons with the sharpener on the you box. You never got that. I never got. As that. in, got it and I don't understand it, or I never actually had one. <laughs> no, never actually was oh, and never actually owned one did you want one? Oh though? yeah how would you just couldn't talk your parents into it or? well you know we didn't grow up with a lot of resources right you and, were military yes and there were three of us yeah. and um you know it just wasn't it was a luxury that just was not you know something that we had to have i remember my grandmother did buy me the big box with the sharpener on it, the sharpener was completely a waste of time. Sure, yeah. no, you know, non-functional. You sharpen a crayon right. for Pete's sakes, whatever. But but every, you're right; everyone did have to have one. Crayons break, man. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> much better options now, like the twistables. Yeah. But um, yeah, but no, I always lusted after and dreamed about that giant box of crayons. Back to school, it's coming. Are you excited, Elijah? You're gonna be a senior. I am. Yeah. 
So that's right now. That's not a that's not a memory. That's a right now type of that's thing. That's a right now. Are yeah. you Susanna? I was Elijah and I were talking about like class schedule uh, as we were preparing to, and I wondered if you have any senior high school senior advice, a doing good version of a high school. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, our focus on this podcast is doing good. Yeah, um, like. Senioritis is okay. It's going to happen, but still stay very involved and focused on enjoying what, every what is moment. senioritis? Just getting sick of it and completely losing the will to show up. <laughs> well, I'm kind of going in as like a freshman would. Yeah. So I don't think You'll that's okay. probably going to happen yeah. for me. He's a fresher. Yeah, I got I to gotta experience four years of high school in one year. <laughs> It'll work. I think it's going to be fine. I think you. I think. I think you're going to have a good time. I'm looking forward to it. So your advice is just keep showing up. No. Oh, okay. Don't. Yes. The advice is keep showing up. But 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 be very intentional with it. Enjoy every moment. That's why my senior year was my favorite. Yeah. Just keep staying involved and push through the hatred of. School. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But so he staying. doesn't have that four-year buildup of the hatred of school. It's all new. It's all fresh. So, so stay even, involved. So even more emphasis on the intentionality of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. So stay involved in, like, public, like, community yeah. stuff. Be social. Right. Exactly. No. Yeah. And d- d- do your work. <laughs> do homework. You didn't even take the hard classes. He'll be okay. Yeah, you're going to be good. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be so easy for you. You're just not even going to believe it. You know, I've been thinking once you go to your freshman year at college and once you go to your fresh, your senior year at high school, you guys will have a lot of opportunities to see people doing good, which leads me to uh, an important part of our broadcast today. Mm. Who have you caught doing good? Mm. Oh. If everyone at home could see the looks around the table this morning. Good morning. Our guest just came in. Awesome. Yeah, we're Nikki's here. We're we'll she's coming in just a second. Okay. Well, I'll do it on the on the um <laughs> at risk of bringing things down. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I would just like to shout out all of my lovely patients who actually come to my office with their own mask. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our executive producer Layton with yeah. the new sound effect. Thank you, Layton. Just as a gift to you. Yeah, as a guy, I would just like to shout them out because um, they. Yeah, you know, the <laughs> CDC never lifted mask mandates for healthcare facilities. Right. And even though I'm a teeny, teeny, tiny healthcare facility, um, you know, we, we follow the CDC guidelines. Yeah. Um, and so people just assume they didn't have to come to the doctor's office and wear a mask. Oh, yeah. A doctor's office where sick people congregate. Yeah, I can't do that. I, I'm leaving my mask in the parking lot uh, on, the, on the pavement. Yeah, and run it over. And yeah. people have come in without their mask, forcing me then to supply them with masks. And financially, Village Pediatrics is not in a good place. <laughs> you know, 18 months of having... Half of what we usually have come through the door. It's not Guys, good. Look, a unicorn. Yeah, thank you. It's pooping. <laughs> it's rainbows. So I'd Glitter. like to shout out all of my awesome patients who actually are coming in and bringing their own masks. I'm picturing Becky handing ma- masks over to somebody when they remove it. There's like a a, she- a, a knife. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Did I have that out? Yeah, so, uh, I don't actually oops. do that. I've posted okay. a sign on the door, and then <laughs> my poor um, admin who does everything at the office, yeah. um, other than you know patient care, she's uh-huh. she's the one who has to stand at the door. I love it. Caught mm, doing second. good. People who are wear, bringing their own masks. Uh, Elijah, Susanna, do you have a caught doing good, or do you want me to go? Okay. Oh no, no. I think <laughs> I think it's appropriate. Elijah, who have you caught doing good? I like good? that the sound just hit a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you caught doing good? Um, well, I, I haven't been here for a while, so oh. I was gone for a month at governor's school. So my caught doing good is just all the people that helped to organize that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they, I mean, they worked hard yeah. for a whole month to try to organize everything with 30 kids, including myself, uh-huh. and all the stuff we did. Um, we had a bunch of really good speakers. We had counselors, mentors. We had... Um, couple people really organizing the whole thing so that's my caught doing good is now. i love it caught yeah. doing good i think it's great you had a good experience tennessee too. tech right that's where you were the yes. great people at tennessee tech mr layton our uh, executive producer his daughter oh. she had a good time right layton yeah, yeah. she did got a governor's school yes oh oh sorry i had to unbutton in my shirt I was, like, yeah, it was like, it's, I was like whose nasty looking white belly button is that oh it's mine um <laughs> Okay, Susanna, who have you caught doing good? Uh, okay, wall. that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my sister, Katie. Oh. Especially yesterday when she, like, rode her bike to soccer practice because she has everyone else's best interest prioritized. Like, oh. mom and dad were at work. She wasn't going to bother them with getting her to and from soccer practice. I was running my other sister somewhere. Yeah. And... It's like summer, life is just chaos, and Katie is always willing to adapt to it. She yeah, is. but in, in, okay, yes, Katie's awesome. She's an amazing human being. Uh-oh. She rode my e-bike. Oh! Yes. I was oh. going to throw that in there. Yeah. Okay. So, so she rode my brand new Trek bicycle e-bike. Shout out Trek Store. Which um, is the cost as much as the GDP of a small European nation. Well, it was not inexpensive, <laughs> and it was a lovely gift to me. But um, she, yeah, she, her comment yesterday was, um, yeah, it was great. I actually accelerated uphill <laughs> after soccer practice. Okay, caught doing good, Katie. Uh-huh. I've got mine. Are you guys ready? Guess who I caught doing good? Okay, I hit the brick wall too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Splat. <laughs> this is your fault, Becky. Sorry. The harpist is done. <laughs> uh, my caught doing good is the good people at one of the places we have featured on our previous episode, Speedway Children's Charities. Yeah. Because coming up on August 7th, Saturday morning at 8.30, is Race for the Children, uh, which they are organizing, which we're going to walk Bristol Motor Speedway. Awesome. It's a Saturday morning. We're just basically raising money for Speedway Children's Charities, and they are trucking forward, creating new ways of helping kids mm-hmm. and raising money. So I'm excited about that. I'll be emceeing the event, and I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. That might sound like a gratuitous plug. Uh-huh. It really isn't. No. I just think that I, I'm all about people who are coming up with new ways to do what they're doing good. Yeah. And that's Speedway Children's Charities. Well, yeah. what is Race for the Children, though? What are they going to be doing? We're just really not ra- – we're just walking around the track. Oh, it's – oh, okay. We just walk. Yeah. It's like come on out on a Saturday morning and walk. Is it a 5K? No. Oh. It's a 0K. I got gotcha. you. It's a whatever you want, K. Negative eight, K. Interesting. <laughs> I know. It's you. The brain needs something to hang on to. Yeah. Like something so simple. I just let's go out and walk. It's yeah. Like, I can't. Do, well, is there a race? Can I get a medal? Yeah. Are there subway you? sandwiches at the end? 
I never get this. Oh, we've been down this road. We've been down this road. Yeah, so typically at the Speedway and Lights 5K, they're taking the traffic cones up and the sandwiches are all gone by the time we finish. By the time Becky finishes. Guys, are we ready for our guest? I think we're ready for our Nikki guest. Nikki Hughes is here with Girls Inc. Let's awesome. welcome her in. Hi, everybody. We're back and we have Nikki Hughes, who is the Executive Director of Girls Inc. here in Johnson City with us. Um, and looking forward to having a conversation with you um, about Girls Inc. and about the good work that they do. Um, so uh, I don't know that I have a question right now. Oh, well, it's just I'm looking at your t-shirt and I'm thinking Girls Inc. is a nationwide organization, yes. right? We yes. all, th- every community thinks it's their own, right? right? But what is Girls Inc.? We are a national organization, but we have each individual Girls Inc. is its own entity. So the Tri-Cities is kind of special because we have so many close together across the nation. We don't have so many girls inks within, you know, 20, 30 minutes okay. of each other. Cause we do have one in Johnson city, Kingsport and Bristol. Yeah. Um, but basically we are a girl serving agency. We serve girls ages five to 16. Um, and we basically just keep our doors open to empower them to become successful women. We equip them with everything that they need as far as making good decisions in today's society, staying healthy, um, education, things like that. Our mission is to inspire all girls to be strong, smart, and bold. So we have a 10-month um, after-school program from August until May. And then during the summer months, we have a full-time summer camp, 10 hours a day, Monday through Friday. 10 hours a day. 10 hours a day, (laughs) Monday through Friday, ages five to 16. Mm -hmm. So there's never any drama. (laughs) We don't, we're a drama-free zone with all females. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, All of a sudden, I feel like we need probably a hug right now. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, But we're actually wrapping up our... um, summer camp program it ends this friday because the girls will go back to school next week uh but basically i mean we're just there to do you know like i said empower them to become successful women and equip them Uh, we provide them breakfast lunch snack we take them swimming two days a week they go on major field trips once a week we have programs throughout the week Uh, during after school we help them with their homework we feed them we do programs with them so it's just all about all about girls how does someone get um how does how does someone sign their child up or, or get their child into the programs there at Girls Inc. We have on our website a registration okay. form on our website or you can come by our center uh, and fill out the registration packet. Um, we charge $10 for registration mm-hmm. and then our after school program is on a sliding scale income based. Okay. So the least you would pay would be fifteen dollars mm-hmm. a month mm-hmm. and the most you would pay is forty five dollars a month so we try to keep our fees very very low very low so uh, all girls you know can come and we do offer financial scholarships for those who who just can't pay right so. and you have buses that go and pick girls up from school correct yes ma'am yeah we serve johnson city washington county and carter county right and the johnson city school girls ride the school bus to girls inc mm-hmm. and then we run our 15 passenger vans to the county schools okay. and bring them to girls inc right and elizabethton also mm-hmm. yes so wow that's a big endeavor it is it a must endeavor. take a lot of people to pull it off you're the boss in johnson city <laughs> yes. right you have yes. a big staff 
something or are they like uh, volunteers or? We do, we have um, two full-time staff, myself and then uh, my program director. And then um, we have part-time staff that come in for after school from one to six to work with the girls after school. And then they're full-time during summer camp. It's a 40 hour job during summer camp. And then of course we heavily rely on volunteers mm -hmm. because we're a nonprofit, so it's <laughs> the dollars are tight. <laughs> yeah, I know. So there are there are organizations in our community and communities across the country that that work with young children in a similar after school and summer right. type setting. But you specifically, to use the word segregate out the girls, and you mm -hmm. create an all girls zone. Why and 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 what do you see happening there that that you think is magic? Well, Girls Inc. goes back to the uh, well, it used to be Girls Club of America. Let me just kind of give a little bit of history about it. There was Girls Club of America. There was Boys Club of America. Okay. When Boys Club of America started taking girls as well. So that's the Boys and Girls Club. That is the Boys and Girls Club. Okay. So they couldn't use that name uh -huh. in their name, our name in their name. So they purchased the rights to the name, and then we became Girls Incorporated. Okay. And I want to think that was around in the early 90s. Okay. So, um, we're, like I said, we're nationwide, and our, our roots go back to the late 1800s, wow. where women wanted to do things for young girls to teach them how to become women. It started out in the basement of a church. Mm -hmm. They wanted to teach home ec, sewing, cooking, things like that. That was the main focus back then. Right. <laughs> And so that's kind of how it came to be an all-girl environment. And what we, you know, it has kind of evolved into um, just this nationwide organization that has the umbrella effect uh, on all of our agencies that they provide us with these research-based programs that are specifically piloted and uh, tested and things like that specifically for girls. Right. So we have all kinds of different categories that we program in. And within a given year, we try to make sure each girl goes through each component okay. of our program, whether it be health and hygiene, whether it be career planning, whether it be sports, whether it be um, health, what, whatever it may be, we make sure that she gets a large um meaty program in each one of those components throughout a given year so that way when she leaves girls inc she's very well rounded uh, and i guess girls inc to me is important because i'm a girls inc girl i went to girls incorporated really when i was a young girl and um both of my parents, they were married when they were 16 oh. and to, to each other. They're still together to this day, 50-some uh, years later. And uh, they didn't go to college, but they both had high school uh, degrees. They went to work. And uh, so I needed a place to go after mm -hmm. school. Mm -hmm. So I went to Girls, Inc. in Kingsport and uh, as a girl. And so no one on either side of my family had been to college so 
but my parents really wanted me to go. And so with the hard work of my parents and the encouragement of my parents and the encouragement and the programs at Girls Inc., I was equipped. I was the first person to go to and graduate from college on either side of my family. Oh, that's Great. incredible. So, Congratulations. Thank you. That's I appreciate beautiful. that. You must have wonderful parents. Uh, the, I do. I have, uh, in my opinion, the best. But when I came, to, I went to ETSU, and my senior year, I reached out to Girls Inc. to do my internship. So I reached out to the one here in Johnson City. And so I did a year of volunteer work at this organization, at the one here in downtown. And when I graduated in December, they offered me a job as outreach manager. And I did that for a couple of years and then moved up the ladder to program director. I did that for 16 years. Wow. And now I'm the executive director. So <laughs> I, I tell that story. It's your life. Yeah. It is. It's my life. And wow. I tell that story just to show that empowering a young girl can make a successful woman. I mean, that's what Girls Inc. is all about. So it's kind of my story. I'm kind of the living proof yes. that it works. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. So, yeah. So, and I've been at this Girls Inc. for 22 years now. Right. What What is it about um, the mission and the way that the organization executes it that you think, um, well, what is it that makes you the most excited and... I think just seeing, you know, I know I came from a good family and I know that I had supportive parents, but, you know, not every child has two parents in the household. A lot of people, you know, a lot of kids are in single uh, parent households or being raised by a grandparent or aunt or uncle or whatever. So it excites me to see, I guess, that circle of, of life, I call it because of my story. But when, uh, when a girl comes to the program, I can't tell you how many second-generation Girls, Inc. girls I have now. Like, I have children of girls that I had when I first started 22 years ago. Uh -huh. I've hired numerous girls that went through the program to work for me. So it's just that, you know, empowerment of seeing the whole circle mm -hmm. of what Girls, Inc. really does and what it means mm -hmm. um, to, to young girls. Some of this may be, will be obvious to the two of you, two women, uh, but as a guy looking on the outside at, in and wondering about what it must be like, and I don't want to mischaracterize it, but it I, we, we said as we are introducing this podcast today, it seems like it is tough to be a girl. It is tough to be a girl. And I don't, you know, a, a student of history would say it's never been easy to be a girl. Uh, you, there has been pr prejudice and disadvantage and disenfranchisement and uh, discounting of ability and skill and rights through the history of humanity. Uh but right now, I'm, I'm thinking as a father of an eight-year-old little girl, what is that child thinking about what she's supposed, what makes her beautiful, right. what makes her smart, what makes her, oh, you know, we talked about pretty, but strong, you right. know, uh, uh, bold, but not pushy, <laughs> right. you know, uh, right. uh, we, or, is, or another word that starts with a B, uh, you know, that, right. that women get accused of just right. for basically being bold. Right. <laughs> Do you see that happening? Do you agree that it is hard? Absolutely. Hard it's a, it's a, a very tight rope to walk because sometimes, I mean, I'll be honest, sometimes I feel like um, on the hard days, I feel like we're fighting a losing battle just <laughs> because everything uh, kind of goes against, you know, with Hollywood and magazines saying what girls should look mm. like, what their body size should Instagram be. Instagram, uh, TikTok, mm. all the social media that we have, uh, movies and every, you know, uh, music video. It's really hard to 
to fight that because the girls look to those folks as cool and you know with lots of money and the way you're supposed to be right the way you're supposed to be so it, it's a hard then they look at the mirror <laughs> right and they see something that is that's not different the same right. thing absolutely so it's hard and that's why you know we're so lucky to be part of a national organization that does these research-based programs like media and me that teaches girls we we have a, comp- a whole program on it that teaches girls you know the average size of a woman is not a zero or a two the average size of a woman is a 14 16 so you know hollywood is and these magazines are showing you stuff that's not realistic um so we let them redo uh, in, in this program. They get to recast TV and they get to redo magazine articles and, and make them realistic to what you know real everyday women look like. Um, so it makes them appreciate themselves, the skin they're in. To, to when they do look in the mirror, they say, you know, I don't have to look like that. I look like me, and I'm I'm good with me. <laughs> yeah, that's easy to say. That's hard. To it's do. hard to do. Hard to absolutely. Do. And I imagine for some of these girls, that's a big part of where they are. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, the bus rolls up. Miss Nikki walks out front. Right. And out the door comes, I would think, sometimes some really happy girls. Yep. On top of the world girls. <laughs> yep. And some days, what do you find? Uh, it, I mean, it's always, you know, the wides, the gamut is f- from one end to the other. But most parts, I mean... I think that's another important reason for places like Girls Inc. because they can kind of leave everything else outside the doors. I mean, it doesn't matter if they live uh, in in housing or if they live, you know, in, in a, an affluent neighborhood. It doesn't matter what color their skin is. It doesn't matter um, the differences. At Girls Inc., they're all girls. I mean, we have a common ground, you know, we have a common denominator that puts us all on the same playing field. So, um, I mean, there's a lot. You never know what kids are going through at at home or at school. So when they get to us, you know, who knows what's going on during the day with peer pressure and and teasing and and things like that or home life. But uh, that's where we just have to step in and love them extra hard and and, and do what we do with a passion and and be good role models ourselves is the most important thing. Yeah, that's a huge thing. That's a very important thing. Not just talk the talk. You have to walk the walk. I was thinking (laughs) about it. And really all the people, and I've been struggling with having to put this mask back on again. Um, And it, um, and you know, and I sat there and I had to have a pep talk with myself this morning. And I had to say, you know, the CDC has said that we've got to put the mask back on. So you've got to lead by example. And it's so critical with our children and with our, and with our, um, you know, and, and I have only raised girls. I have three daughters. That's so awesome. um, so it's so critical that you just have to lead by example. And I, mm-hmm. and being a pediatrician, you know, I see, I see a lot of different parenting styles and I see the outcomes of those parenting styles. And, um, and I, um, you know, I just want people to understand that it starts with how you, you know, my daughters and creating health healthy, happy, beautiful daughters who I'm going to get emotional. Because right. That's okay. I'll cry with you. <laughs> what am I just leaving? I do that. Yes. In a couple of weeks, but, um, I'm not crying. <laughs> Can't make me, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> look, unicorns. 
wanting them to be whole people. I exactly. mean, exactly from from the moment they're born. Yes, it, it starts with you mm-hmm. mm. and you accepting who you are right. and loving yourself through the flaws. And mm-hmm. we've been very intentional at my house. We don't talk about um, physical appearance. And when pretty comes up, it's pretty as as pretty does. Right. Absolutely. And um, and it's just it's it's so hard. We have such a terrible culture to raise women in it is that's what i was that's what i was saying we're just sometimes i feel like we're fighting a losing battle strong Mm -hmm. wholesome healthy girls and this is girls that are half me and half my husband right so i can't imagine a program like girls inks where um you're taking other people's girls and you don't know what they're getting at home right you know i mean you can tell what they're getting at home right um but and trying to empower them to be healthy women. Mm-hmm. Gr- girls, I would think, and I notice, are taught at a very early age, uh, <clears throat> especially here in the South, you know, to put on the mask. Right. Uh, yep. uh, not the, the face yep. mask for COVID, but, right. <laughs> you know, the right. pretend, mm-hmm. you know, smile, mm-hmm. look pretty, say nice things. And it's not okay to get angry. Right. No, because then you're a beep, or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, right. uh, and if you're a guy and you get angry, then you're just you're tough. You're tough. You know, right. Uh, uh, you know, and all, all that stuff. So, so, so walking into that space with them, and I'm wondering, um, uh, rec- you know, while maintaining privacy, I bet you have a story of a of a little girl or a fifteen or twenty hundred little girls. But is, can you think of one in which you have seen the arch of uh, of um, from from hard stuff to good stuff? Absolutely, I have uh, n- numerous. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I mean, over twenty two years, and I've had thousands of different girls here in our community, but. Um, I do have one that's always been kind of just kind of stuck out to me and and, and very special to my heart. Um, Grandma was raising her. Mm -hmm. Mom um, was, mom and dad weren't in the picture. And um, Grandma struggled. Uh, She was just, the only income she had was Social Security income each month. Um, So um, this little girl, she... She was kind of lost when she came to Girls, Inc. She uh, needed a strong female role model. She needed to be surrounded by strong females. And we provided that for her, uh, myself and the staff. And we did, you know, dote on her a little extra uh, outside of Girls, Inc. too. We, we tried to help the family as much as we could. Uh, and she stayed through the program until the very end, until she was 16. And um, she stayed in close contact with me after she left. Um, and she, too, was the first one to go on. She graduated from high school. She went on to college. Oh. And she graduated from college. And when she came back, she uh, just did a surprise drop-in at Girls, Inc. one day. And um, we sat down and had a conversation. And she said... I, I don't want to cry either. So. <laughs> but she said, if it hadn't been for Girls Incorporated, I don't know where I would have ended up or, or, or where life would have taken me. She said, this was my life saving. This was my saving grace mm-hmm. to have a safe place that I could come to every day that I knew I was going to be fed, that, that you all were going to help me with my homework, that you all were going to take care of me. Um, and she said, and now um, I've graduated from college. And she still keeps in contact with me. She has a very good job, making very good money. She has a family now. So, um, you know, and I get that a lot. Like I said, you know, hiring girls that went through the program mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So there's a lot of success stories. And, uh, but that one, 
that one's the touches your heart touches my heart the most yeah and she's out there now just uh, inspiring and a new generation she is it, it's just like i said it's just that continuous circle mm-hmm. um of of giving and that's one thing about girls inc especially this local the one in johnson city here we have a program called youth as philanthropist mm-hmm. and so a lot of our girls you know we want to teach them to give back to the community that has given so much to them mm-hmm. so um we have this phenomenal program and our girls each year they have raised money for another nonprofit organization or another um, agency ta- in town we've raised thousands of dollars for the animal shelter for the river for saint jude for um the um, children's miracle network and so they get to do these things they come up with their own they sit down at the beginning of the year and they plan this fundraiser that they're going to do they plan the activities themselves they they do whatever it is whether it's a car wash or a bake sale or they make jewelry and sell it or whatever and they go out and do it and they raise the money and then they get to deliver it to whatever organization so it's really powerful to teach them the same lessons you know to to give to others as we're trying to to teach them Mm. it's powerful Mm. so uh, you mentioned in word the word, and I, we we talk a lot on this podcast about empowerment. Yes, and I think that's you know it's just easy like oh we're going to go empower some people. Well, okay, that's that's a word I I like to dig into uh, because you're not giving these girls anything they don't already in a way have right. right? And, but I don't want to mischaracterize that. Is that a part of what it means to empower? What does it mean to empower a young girl? You're, you hit the nail on the head. They already have that in them. They just have to have somebody to, to show them. And they have, like I said, that positive role model. You have to walk the walk after you've talked the talk. You can't just tell them to do this and them not see you do it, like you said. Um, but, I mean, every girl has it within them. We just help them find it. And I think every person on the planet needs someone to you know compliment them to help them find their strengths to help them find their voice and that's what we do we just help them find what they already have well and to believe in them and to believe in them and encourage that yeah and to you know say you're you know we're here for you when you do good and we're here for you when you fail because you know we don't want to set them up to think I have to be this perfect person Mm -hmm. because they're not going to be none of us are Mm -hmm. so you know even when they do you know do something that they shouldn't or whatever we're we're still going to be there to say that's okay you're going to learn from this mistake and you're going to move forward with it so it's 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 like like we said it's a tight rope to walk but it's it's very fulfilling when when you see it full circle well girls i would think are trained early by culture to find their power in their looks absolutely like yes if I, very uh, or much so. using my body mm-hmm. i can use my body to get what i want yes um uh, i can use my pretty face right or i can tell somebody something and that when i tell them that i get what i want right. you know and we all do that as human beings we figure out how to get what we want we using it but you're talking about moving to a place of true power and that has nothing to do with right and you don't have to give up anything nothing uh, or give anybody anything you don't have to sacrifice anything you know you be you um you're in charge of you and no one else can tell you what to do with you uh so that's you know and like i said at the very beginning um it's it's a hard battle because everywhere you look that's the message that they get that Mm -hmm. they can get you know what they can use their looks or bodies or whatever um 
you know, I, I say a lot of times, I mean, social media is great on a lot of levels, but on a lot of levels, it's, it's, very it's, destructive. it's very destructive and it's very hard on young girls, especially. And when you tell those girls that, do they look at you like you're crazy? They look at me like I've got oh, five heads. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was just me. Well, you know, I don't think the message is that what you look like is unimportant because it's it clearly is. You know, you, doors open better for you when you are a nice package. Um, but the message is that the message needs to be that we're all beautiful. Right. You absolutely. Know? And that not... Um, you know, and that it's not okay to not present yourself um, well. Um, but it, but how to separate that from, I'm going to get what I want from this person by, you know, by using my body as a commodity right. is a, um, is, is hard. It's mm-hmm. hard for, it's hard for women. It is. And I, I spe- you know, the younger you are uh, and you're surrounded mm-hmm. with it more and more, yep. the harder it is. Yep. So it's just important for, for us to be present, number one, mm-hmm. uh, to, and to have places like Girls Inc. and other organizations like us to be able to provide um, the resources and the tools for these girls so they at least know that they've got a place to go. Mm-hmm. So you talked a little bit about the fact that you guys are a nonprofit mm-hmm. entity. What kind of fundraising efforts do you guys do for yourselves? We we are a United Way agency. Okay. So we do uh, receive funding from United Way. And then we also, I heard you speaking of uh, the Speedway Children Charities. Mm-hmm. We uh, are a recipient of that for several years. Okay. And uh, I'm getting ready to turn my grant in, I think, today or tomorrow <laughs> for this upcoming year. Um, but we... You know, our board of uh, trustees, they we have in-person, well, pre-COVID, we had in-person mm-hmm. fundraising, uh, mail-outs and things like that. And then we depend on, um, you know, just donations and the minimal fees that we charge the girls mm-hmm. um, to operate. And so to the question of how can people help? Well, of course, monetary. Of course, we always need money. We can't keep the doors open if we don't, you know, pay for our our utilities and Mm -hmm. staff and things like that. But um, we take in-kind donations. I mean, we go through so many things every day, just simple things, toilet paper, paper towels, Band-Aids. You wouldn't believe, you know, how many Band-Aids you can go through in a day with a a bunch of girls. But um, in, in, in volunteering, I mean, we could not do what we do up there on the hill without large groups coming up and you know doing lawn maintenance for us and landscaping things that we just don't have time to do during the day Uh, and then we have you know volunteers we have ETSU students and Milligan students Northeast State students that come and do our homework helpers program and help with snack Um, and then we partner with lots of folks here in Johnson City Second Harvest Food Bank for our food and um uh, the John City Health Department and Tennessee Department of Health just did all the sealants and the you know oh, for, for the for mm-hmm. their teeth and stuff this summer. So, I mean, we would not be able to do what we do without our volunteers. I mean, it's yeah. it, there's just no way we wouldn't have the money or the manpower to do what we do without. What is that all. building on the hill where you guys are? It used to be St. Mary's Catholic School oh, many, okay. many 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 years okay. ago. Yeah. Best view in town. You, you <laughs> yeah, really oh, absolutely. View. Best view in town. We're we talking all. about Johnson City, Tennessee. <laughs> well, and it's highly visible, too. Yes. So yeah. it's it's nice. You drive mm-hmm. down the highway you and you see, see it. it up there on the yep. hill. So, yep. yeah. Now, we know you hang out with teens quite a bit. Yes. But you haven't hung out with these two teens. <laughs> Are you ready for them? 
I'm ready. Are we ready for um, <laughs> I, I Yes, I hope we're ready First for off, we start off with a game. So here we go. Okay. Hey, Nikki. It's really nice to see you. Uh, really enjoyed hearing everything you guys were talking about. But we're going to change pace, and we're going to play a game real quick. We're going to okay. play Would You Rather. Okay. Susanna, hit us off with the first question. All right. Would you rather always have the same song stuck in your head or always have the same dream at night? Always have the same dream at night. Yeah. Uh, now, would you rather go into past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great-great-grandchildren? Go into the past to meet my ancestors. Why is that? Um, I, I love history. I love to know where we come from and, and just things of the past, so I think that would be really cool. Yeah, okay. Would you rather own an elephant the size of a squirrel or, the, or a squirrel the size of an elephant? <laughs> I guess a, a squirrel the size of an elephant. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? A rewind. Yeah. Would you rather go on vacation alone or with people that you don't really like? Alone. <laughs> Would you rather be able to talk to animals or speak all foreign languages? I definitely speak to animals. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to know what my dogs think uh -huh. and say. Would you rather win the lottery or not have to pay taxes? Win the lottery. I mean, I guess that depends on how much you win. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess I'd have to know how much the prize would be. <laughs> would you rather lose your vision or your hearing? Hearing. Yeah. Would you rather brush your teeth with your own toilet water or drop your phone in a portable toilet? I guess drop my phone. I could leave it. Yeah, you could leave it. Ooh. All right, and last one. Would you rather be stuck on a broken ski lift or on a broken elevator? Definitely ski lift. Really? I'm claustrophobic. I would die on an elevator. Yeah. I was scared on the one coming up here to the second Me floor. too. Ski lifts have good views <laughs> right. at least. I could deal with ski That's lift until somebody came and got me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, into the questions. The first thing I wanted to know and, and just kind of clarify from you, what does empowerment mean to you? They already asked that. I know. I wanted to clarify oh, okay. just to make sure. Um, empowerment to me means um, showing someone that they can love themselves and that they are equipped with um, making good decisions for themselves and that they have a voice to speak whatever is important to them and uh, you know, just equip them with the tools to successful in life yeah i like that yeah. i just wanted to clarify with you um what in your opinion is the value of kids being able to be around other kids of the same gender i think it is very important because like i said earlier it, it gives them a level playing field it kind of takes when you take boys out of the scenario with girls that girls can be much more relaxed around one another. Uh, they don't have to try to kind of pretend to be something else or, or try to, you know, be a certain way or look a certain way to try to get the attention uh, of the boys. So it just kind of makes um, a level playing field when you take out. That's that. true. It really is. How do you reinforce, though, that girls learn to be comfortable around boys? We have programs that uh, talk that we teach them about healthy dating, healthy relationships, and things like that. And we start at a young age uh, with just kind of the the basics of being friendly to one another and, and things like that. And then we go into some really deep, heavy 
conversations and topics the older that they get. Yeah. Uh, so, and we also involve their parents in that, so they know. That's what cool. To, what to look for? Because you said you go to age sixteen, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we involve we like to involve the families in that part as well, so everybody's on the same page as far as healthy relationships. Cool. That's good. Yeah. As, uh, go ahead. As youth experience changes from year to year, because you know it's it's rapidly changing, um, in a large part due to social media. As it changes. Uh, what is Girls Inc. doing to adapt to those changes and uh, teach about the new challenges of becoming an adult? Well, that's where we really rely on our national organization, as I was mentioning earlier, as I mentioned earlier, that they, you know, they do really all the, the hard work as far as programming for us. They, they, they do all these programs, they create these new programs. They, do, they constantly are doing surveys with the girls of what the needs and trends are of today and as they evolve in the, in the changing needs of that. And we're all, they're always you know, coming up with new programs or tweaking the ones we already have to fit whatever is going on in today's society. And they, just, they send those to us you know, for free. I mean, so that's where we really rely on being a national organization. That's good. So do you prefer the summer or school year program and why? Well, I don't really have a specific answer for that because it's very well balanced. At the end of the after school program, I'm ready for after school to be over and for summer camp to yeah. begin. At the end of summer camp, like this week, I'm ready for summer camp to be over and for after school to start. So it's just kind of well balanced. I mean, once you, you do it, you get to the end of it, you're like, okay, I'm ready for the change. Uh, so you're not always doing that same thing over and over. So it keeps your job fresh. It keeps things different. Uh, it keeps the, the staff refreshed and yeah. gives them a break. Um, I like I like summer, of course, because we get to do all kinds of cool things. I mean, we get to go swimming twice a week. They get to go on major field trips once a week. Um, you know, they're there longer, so we have longer, you know, more time with them to, to do more things and to spend time with them. So uh, I guess if I had to pick one, it It'd would be probably summer. be summer. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome that it keeps you in a motivational cycle. It does. Though. It does. Because if it was the same thing the whole year, it would kind of just it gets get so bland. It would get bland. So it just keeps you on your toes. And you have to be prepared for, one, you know, the next one. Like we have to be prepared for after school during summer. Mm -hmm. And then we have to be prepared for summer during after school. So it just keeps you motivated and keeps you busy. Where do you normally take them to swim? We go to Franklin Pool in Elizabethan. Oh, that's freezing. It is really cold. So uh, cold. But like right tomorrow, we're taking them, and it's supposed to be like 94 tomorrow, so it'll, that'll be nice mm. to have a cool yeah. pool. Or we'll take them to wetlands, too, sometimes. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. One of our best friends works at Franklin. Really? Yeah, yeah. she's got red hair. Her name's Maddie. Okay, that's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, we've been going over there for several years. Cool. Um, do you see most of the same girls from summer and school year? Do they kind of cross over? We do. We keep a large portion of the same girls. Um, during summer, we have some that we don't see during after school just simply because they're out of our service range. Like right. they may be from Kingsport or Bristol or um, they may be from Irwin or something or, or a school that we don't pick up at. So we see more variety of girls during the summer, but we do have a large portion of them that are Johnson City, Washington, or Carter County that stays on. I want to know your take on the word girl boss. Girl boss? <laughs> I love that. I actually have on my desk uh, a plaque that, that says that. Right. Um, because, you know, for so long, 
women have had to struggle and fight for every right that we have, whether it be voting or I mean, just everything. Yeah. Um, so to to break the glass ceiling that has been for so for so long for uh, females to be able to hold the same roles as males. I think it, it just speaks volumes, and that's exactly what Girls Inc. is all about. So, girl boss to me, uh, that means a is lot. It's everything. That's, that's everything. I have it literally on my desk. <laughs> that's the plaque that you first see when you walk in my office. Love it. <laughs> and I have one that says like a boss and one that says girl boss. So. <laughs> so, eventually, from the age of 8 to 16, these girls are going to, uh, whether or not they, they might stay to help with Girls Inc., but they're going to move on from the program. Right. What do you hope to see from those girls by the time that they leave? We hope to, right now, our national organization is really focusing on alumni. Mm. So we're really wanting to put into place um, a, a, a database that we can keep track of folks once they leave, if they don't come back and work for us, or if, you know, if they move away or whatever, that we can still keep track of what they're doing, whether they pursue, you know, a college degree, what what they do after they leave college, or whether the, what they do after they leave high school, or what they do after they leave our program. So we're really, that's, that's one of the top priorities is alumni tracking uh, to see, to be able to keep up with everybody that goes through our program. So we're really working on that for the future. That's good. That's and awesome. To give them like connections yes. so that they can see other people. Absolutely. So like similar to college right. networking, yes. stuff like that. That's yes. cool. I like yeah. that. Um, you focus primarily, well, exclusively on developing young girls and you give them advice, you really give them a place to grow, you nurture them there. But if you had to give one piece of advice to uh, the youth males of America, whether it's how to help girls grow in the same way too, what would that piece of advice be? Well, that's, that's a good question because at home I have a son, I have a 17-year-old son. Um, so. I guess it would have to be be respectful, you know, always to just be respectful to everyone, I mean, to, to, to every human being, but to be respectful uh, to girls and, and to treat them like you would treat your mother. <laughs> that's what I tell my son. So um, respectful, that's what I would have to definitely say. Love that. Yeah. Something I ask all the podcast guests is, from your perspective, what can teens be doing in their own communities to benefit the greater good? So everyone. Um, that's that's like I said when we were talking earlier about the youth as philanthropists. I think the best thing for all young folks is to be able to give back to their community that they live in, um, to be involved, hands on, you know, to come up and. Um, we have uh, Science Hill High School uh, folks who come up and I know they have to do hours for school and things like that. They come up and volunteer at Girls Inc. Um, they help us with our fundraisers. We, uh, so I think busy hands and uh, helping hands is what every young person should learn to do in their, in their life. Yeah. If someone wanted to volunteer at Girls Inc., mm -hmm. well, how would they go about getting into that? You would just need to come by our center and fill out a volunteer application. You have to have references that we have to check uh, for you to be able to come in. And then once those check out, then we will call you and literally put you to work. <laughs> and do you allow guys to volunteer? We do. Okay. We do because none of our uh, volunteers are, our policy is, I mean, volunteers can't be alone with our girls. So we always have a staff member with a volunteer right. with our girls. So, yeah, any, yeah. anybody can come up as long as they can pass that volunteer. That's good. Application, yeah. 
Yeah. So where can everybody find you, both this actual location and maybe online? Online, we are girlsincjc.com. And of course, we're on Facebook for Johnson City, uh, Girls Inc. Johnson City, Washington County. And our physical address is 227 Library Lane. We're in downtown Johnson City, up on the hill behind Muncie Church in the old St. Mary's School building. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us Thank today. Thank you. I appreciate really it. Really appreciate this was it. Wonderful. Yeah, you've been great. You two are yeah. wonderful. It Thank you. our show. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more, please find us on Facebook or Instagram at We're Doing Good. And please like and subscribe our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and if you have time, please leave us a review. We love your stars. Until next time, remember, go out, do some good wherever you are every day.